So, alright guys, we gotta get this one right. On three, we're gonna say welcome back to our extraordinary thoughts, but on their mind. One, two, three. Welcome back for a mine. Mine. Mm -hmm. And we back. That'll work right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did our best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did our best. I can say the full name. I think, I think in the beginning, as an intro. What's going on, everybody? It's that ordinary podcast with the extraordinary thoughts that tells you to stop being great and be extraordinary. I'm your host, Demetrius Thickman, also known as Nate. See, this is why we ain't supposed to drink. This ain't. Yeah, what, I know, this, I know, this I know. is exactly <laughs> why we ain't supposed to drink no, on air. Like, what, my second yeah. yeah, it's a little. I'm feeling it too. But if you already, you already know the voice. This is this time around. You know what? We've been trying to get this episode together for so long, and the energy. The transparency, you know, this is the type of energy that you can only get. You know, I had to tell people, like, there's a certain level of just honesty that you got to have with your barber. There's a certain level of just, like, respect that you got to have with your barber. Like, your barber know your deepest, darkest secrets, and they always just so open. Love that. And if you haven't recognized the voice yet, we got the tactical barber in the house. Let, let me rephrase that. We got Crystal Rodriguez in the house. Let me rephrase that. We got Chris Rodriguez in the house, right? Yeah. Let me rephrase that. We got Rod in the house. You, the intros be fired every single zero. time. Yeah, I love that. I love that. You know, and, yeah. and this time around, I'm not even going to like edit it because mm -hmm. I like I'm a perfectionist when it comes down to my, like my intros mm -hmm. because I don't pre-record the intros. Like mm -hmm. the intros have to be, I have Solid. to do, you yeah. see what I'm saying? I don't stuttered yeah. it and stuff like that. It was supposed to happen. It always. Mm -hmm. But how you doing today? I'm doing good, man. Thank you for asking. I'm doing good. I'm doing, um, I'm doing, I'm flowing kind of just in a flow state right now uh -huh. um but i'm good how you doing bro i'm tired of being the central person out mm. i'm tired of it for real like i want to be quarantined mm. you feel me like i want to be quarantined mm. i want to be at the house i want to complain i yeah. want to say like i wish i can go outside yeah. i want to complain right. too right like they keep sending us back that. to work and i'm just like yo like why are we here <laughs> like for real like i done Not said yet. that like everything shut down you feel me yeah we making shit up right now. <laughs> like we making shit up to do right now. You know, and I'm just sitting back like, I know we ain't supposed to be here. Right. I know we can go home. Yeah. Why you got us here? Right. Why are we doing this? Some of us got families. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Marines still doing whatever they want in the barracks and it get worse. I hate my life sometimes. It's funny, bro. You feel me? Yeah. But yeah, just to tell you, like earlier, like my grandmother told me, like you know, like I to I told her I wanted to be a comedian, and she looked at me dead in my face, and she was like, "Baby, do you really want to be a joke for the rest of your life?" And That's I looked, crazy. you feel me? That's I, crazy. I looked at her like, "Nah, I don't want to be a joke." So by the time I got to like twelfth grade, I had no idea what I wanted to be when I got older. Because I, I didn't want to be a joke for the rest of my life. Mm. She had found out that I wanted to be, I own like a restaurant. And she told me that they don't make a lot of money. So that dream got shut down. Because despite popular belief, I can cook. Mm. You feel me? Good. And, Good. <laughs> and I just, I never followed those dreams. So like, that's why like a lot of people, like you ain't the first person that said like, yo, like, you know, you, you, you're very uh, uh, animated. Yeah. And that's because, like, deep down, I I should have been, like, a, a comedian. Like, I should have been, like, it. movies. Still, it can happen. Yeah. Or or just mingle it with your content. Mm. You know, mingle it with your 
hurt you, how you... I, I always say we got alter egos, you know? Mm-hmm. And this is your alter ego. It's oh. not to say that this is separate from you. Mm-hmm. It's to say that you tap into a different Demetrius right mm-hmm. here. And same thing with me. Like, when I'm doing my content, it's not to say that I'm different. Or to say that you're going to get somebody different when you meet me in person. But it's to say that mentally and emotionally, I have to tap into a different essence of myself. Mm-hmm. And it's just like when actors take, it's like on, taking her off. It's the same thing, you know? But it's not saying putting a mask on or anything like that, but you, you tap into a different level of yourself. Yo, I I used to tell myself, like, I would have been a phenomenal actor. Yeah, you would be. You feel you me? Could be. One thing that I was like, because like, one thing, because you know, an actor, like, in a sense, they're lying. Yeah, they, or, they, or exa- yeah, they're yeah, exaggerating right, their line because right. they got to make up a whole right. different person. They got to live a whole different life. And one thing that I was good at as a child, I don't, I don't master the art of lying. Mm. I can create a whole different personality, a whole different person, and just flow with it. I can't. For real? Yeah, I can't. I'm not good at lying. Oh. I'm terrible. I can keep I don't it. even try no more. For real? Yeah, I don't even try. I can keep a lie up for about I like two to, years. I actually, like, my goal is to be as honest as I can. For real? Mm-hmm. You know what's so crazy is that I'm blunt and I'm very honest up front. Yeah. But if I have to lie, you 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 won't even see it coming. Yeah. Like it's a there's, whole. There's a difference though. Like no, don't nobody need to know the whole truth either. <clears throat> oh yeah. But it's like, does that make it a lie? Kind of does. You didn't ask. Right. You feel right? me? But it's also just like pick and choose. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I try to be as as neutrally honest as I can, with what? depending on who it is. You know, if if you don't need to know everything about me, I'm kind of just like neutral. I'm not lying. Um, but if, if you're close to me, like you're going to get the in-depth. Always, always. Yeah. I told myself one thing that I never do. I never lie to my Marines. I never lie to my loved ones. Good. But if I, if, if, if all when in doubt, if I got to make, make a quick story up real quick, oh, I can sell a story. Yeah. I can sell a story. Yeah. And you know, you know, what's so crazy is like, you got to think about it. Like if I go on stage and I'm telling like a story, like I'm exaggerating the story, right. I'm dragging the story out. Some things didn't happen. Yeah. Some things just didn't mm-hmm. happen. And you know, it really came from like my mom. Like my mom, I used to get in trouble a lot. Yeah. So I had to learn how to lie. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like I had to be yeah. good at that because if I can't believe the story, and I always tell people, the trick to it, the trick to a good lie is that if you don't believe it, it's not a good lie. That's a good point because I never believe my shit. Yeah. <laughs> For real? <laughs> you I never. That's why I shake so much. I shake. I like. I lose eye contact. I'm off. Like you know what I mean? It's just Yo. you'll see it. The signs that they tell you like to watch a liar in. I be seeing it. I'm like. I I can convince myself. First, you got to convince yourself. Yeah. And I've been in trouble so much that, and I have enough time to get myself yeah. into character. And I'm talking about like I remember one time I got caught skipping school. Mm. I had to, my mama wouldn't even come pick me up from the, from the school. Yeah. I had to catch the bus back home. That was the worst mistake that she could have did. Mm, why? Two hours was, by myself. Yeah, was like, I'm yeah, all in my head. I done came up with the story. I done explained everything. I walked in the house and like, she get ready. And I'm just like, look, let me explain mm-hmm. something. What happened is that as soon as you left, my stomach hurted. I ended up losing bowel control you all over funny. myself. You funny for real. Yeah, yeah. She like looked stuck on the toilet type shit. You know, and next, you know, I was like, the only place that I could go was, you know, my girlfriend. You know, she stayed around the corner, so you know, I just went straight to her house. I had to get myself cleaned up. I was gonna come back to school, yeah. but right, you know the vibes. Making it, yeah, man. You funny, man. I mean, I got stories for days. Besides, 
Oh, man. Don't nobody want to go back to that type of crystal. Man. Yeah. I, I really want to go to my high school reunion, though. Do you? Yeah. The flex on all of them. I don't think any of that is even happening for real. When this corona stuff is over with in my you, high school, for real, this is the wackiest, like, to be honest with you, this is the wackiest apocalypse ever. I thought it was going to be like some Mad Max type of stuff. I thought it was going to be like some Walking Dead. But you know what? I mean, if you really want to be frank with it, it's the smallest things that make the biggest impact. Mm-hmm. And even though it's not war, even though it's not an explosion, it's actually making a really terrible impact. Mm-hmm. And to us, you know, it's easy for us to have this this distant connection with it because it's not happening to us, but it's real. You know what I mean? It's like, this shit is real. And, and like, I mean, New York, you see it, it's happening. Like, it's just crazy. You know, so it's like, it's like, I'm, I'm, I try to be, um, I always just try to see, like, if I have it, if I had it, let's just say if I had Corona, how would I actually be mm-hmm. right now in this moment? Would I be freely joking about it? Would I be freely making memes about it, mm-hmm. adding to the memes? Um, I wouldn't be, you know, and it's hard, like to see it the way it's going, but, um, it's easy to just be like, you know, since we're always home and, you know, we're bored and quarantine and this, and like, there's nothing to, to it, it's just, we're always in our mind and stuff like that. So, you know, it happens, but now it's dangerous. You know, one thing that I was just thinking about, like mm-hmm. the social distancing, mm-hmm. Ooh. family members can't be around each other, right? Mm-hmm. They have to watch each other through like social media and other things of that nature. Mm-hmm. This is exactly how we feel. Right. This is exactly oh, how. right. Especially being in the military. I love that. Mm-hmm. I don't watch my, I'm not with my family. I don't go home and see my cousins. I can't yeah. go around the corner and see my cousins. I watch them through Facebook. Right. I watch them through Instagram. Right. I call, but it's just a call. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This social distancing has kind of put you in the same, that's why it hasn't really affected me because I'm used to being right. distant from y'all. Right. That's a good point. Same mm-hmm. thing. I, I, I even thought about it when it came to mental health too. Like, this is how people feel. Mm-hmm. People feel quarantine in their minds. Mm-hmm. You know, even though it's it's a I don't want to say a law, but even though it's it's a it's a widely what do you call it? Like a, a kind of rule or like just something mm-hmm. out there where it's like a, a protocol. Let's mm-hmm. just say a protocol where everyone has to follow. Like, this is something that is in people's minds where they feel quarantine in their brains uh-huh. and trapped, you know? I, I always call it, like, a dungeon. And we kind of feel like we in a dungeon now. Like, we mm-hmm. stuck in our homes. Like, people, it's it's crazy. It's really, you're right. You're right. Like, this is normal to us. This is, no, like, from from a military perspective, this is normal. And then from a from a someone who's struggling with mental health and going through a lot of self-infliction, this is normal. Mm-hmm. You know, so feeling the depressive side of this, feeling the the captivity of this, um, is is terrible to feel. But I think universally, it's something that it'll make people more empathetic. You know, and and speaking of empathy, speaking of empathy, and one thing before we start is is that during this time, this is such the perfect time. You know, I've said it so many times: is for you to tap into yourself, right? To learn yourself, to right. figure out your problems, to figure out what's been going on with you. To understand, you you know what? To actually have empathy with yourself. 100%. And a lot of times, like, we have sympathy for ourselves. Right. We have sympathy. For, we have empathy for other people. We have right. sympathy for other people. But how often do you actually have empathy for yourself? 
How often are you able to say, it's okay. You were dealing with the best thing at that right moment. You were dealing right. with what you had at that moment right there. Right. You don't see it though. No. Yeah. And I had to learn to start doing that with myself. Right. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. But speaking of which, speaking of empathy, speaking of just like being distant and everything like that, it's so good to see you back in California. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. you've been on like this journey, this mm-hmm. mystical journey. And yeah. I just been like, just so happy just to witness it. Like, how's it been? How's everything been? Um, to say that everything's been great would be a lie, mm-hmm. but to say that everything's been terrible would be a lie as well. Um, and it's just the balance between having grace and, um, wanting more mm-hmm. and missing a lot of things. So, uh, just the grace part of it is being the present, um, having my family still having a lot of things like a shelter, clothes, a warm shower, you know, a blanket in my bed. Um, those are things I think about every single day. Absolutely. And then I think about things that I miss, you know, and things that make me feel empty and will, I feel like will always keep me empty in some sense, leave a hole in my heart. But, um, you know, uh, still finding balance. Now, let's talk about, like, since we bring bringing up balance, because this was a physical journey and it was also an emotional journey for yeah. you. Where did you go physically? Where were you at? In terms of what? What do you mean? Because I saw you all over the place. Like, you was mm-hmm. in the country, out of the country. Mm-hmm. I was just like, look, yeah. man, I wish I could just live like mm-hmm. Rob just for, like, a mm-hmm. couple of, like, for a day, for yeah. a week. Yeah. Um. I mean, okay, so since January, I've pretty much been traveling a lot. Uh-huh. And I've been to Dominican Republic. I've been to Washington, D.C. I've been to Thailand. And Thailand I actually been to twice this year. For real? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I know a lot of people, uh, it's, it's a long trip, but. Uh, That's one place I always wanted to go. Yeah, that was my dream. I always wanted to, to be in Thailand. And, and I experienced it first with Rebecca. And we loved it. We honestly wanted to live there. You know, mm. it was like we wanted to live there for like six to six months to a year. I'll break a thousand dollars out there and live like a king. Easy, easy, bro. Easy, like it's nothing. Mm. It's amazing, honestly. But uh, yeah, so I've been I've been a a few places. Mm. Um, I hate the the in between part, which mm. is getting on the plane and and landing and getting your bag and all the that. layovers. Yeah, and then it fucks up your skin and oh all that. Oh my god! Because um, I'm. I just I just care about my skin so much that when I start seeing a breakout or like dehydration, I'm like, okay, air, you know, thanks. Oh man, you know, you got to deal with the different um, air quality mm-hmm. in the different places. But yeah, it's been it's been great though. It's been great just seeing these different places and, and being with my family, being mm-hmm. with people that I love, and then just supporting friends that are making or doing great things with themselves and you know, just being a part of that journey. Absolutely. And, and first and foremost, I just want to say, as we talk about your emotional journey, I just want to say my condolences to you. And being able to just witness the growth mm-hmm. within you has just been so amazing. Has just been so amazing. And the strength that you have de- displayed has just been something that I, you can't envy it. You just, uh, you can't help but admire it. Mm-hmm. Because it's one of those, like, you can't, you would never want to be in that situation. Right. But to be able to watch somebody go through that situation and just see that strength is like, just in case something happens, you actually have the blueprint. And I really want to say that you really created the blueprint to how to deal. And I mean, there's no way to how to deal with something right, like right. that. There's no way. 
different. We all going to affect it. But I watching you gave me so much strength. It gave me so much just, damn. Like, I, that's all I could really say is like, yeah. damn. I appreciate that. You know, I, I didn't think about kind of laying it down for somebody, you know? And, um, you know, you're so stuck in your, your journey, your path, and what you're feeling that you're not really thinking about who's being receptive to it. You're mm-hmm. hoping people are being receptive. You don't know who is, even though um, people are expressive on social media and things like that, and I'm grateful for that. But, again, who's who's here? You know what I mean? And, and that's always been a big deal to me, that who's here, who's standing next to me. And for a while, it's just been by myself. Mm-hmm. And literally. So when you talk about a physical journey, I think about loneliness, mm-hmm. physical loneliness, not mental loneliness. Um, I like the fact that you broke you you separated those two. Yeah. I like the fact that you separated yeah. those two. Because it's real. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We can make up what loneliness is in our mind and, and feel it because nobody can really relate because you've never been through it. So mm-hmm. technically I am lonely. You've never even though you can empathize, you've never been through it. And it's not your mm-hmm. fault. I don't ever want you to go through it. It's just something that will always separate um a space between us. You know, keep keep that space that it's just unless you've been through something like that, then oh, you're in here with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely like physically it's been very lonely, um, not to neglect the one or two people that have had their moments of, um, I want to say like really going out their way to, to show themselves for me and, and really help me make sure that I'm eating simple things are eating and drinking water. Mm-hmm. I wasn't doing that, um, which is just daily life, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean. I can go in so many different aspects of this, but I really appreciate you pointing that out because it makes me feel like me being vulnerable, me being open and transparent with my journey and my grief is doing something for somebody. For somebody. I don't even care about how many people. I care about that somebody because I lost a somebody. I didn't lose people. So a somebody matters to me. Uh That one person matters to me. And if I, my voice, if my grief, if my pain can help somebody feel connected. And, you know, usually when they're in that space, meaning like depressed or suicidal, they're drifting from this three-dimensional world. Mm-hmm. And when we show that human connection, we bring them back to this space and tell them like, there's still more, you know, there's still more to do. There's still more to say. There's still more to see. Mm-hmm. And there's still more to feel, but in a better way, you know? So I noticed that a lot of people that feel that way just feel disconnected, you know, don't feel like, don't feel normal, really, like genuinely do not feel normal. And when we empathize, and I mean empathize, when we, when we, when we almost, it's pretty much like almost for a moment, taking the load for a second. And it's taking ourselves and how we were raised and how we see mental illness and how we feel mental illness and what ideas we've made up of mental illness away. And we take on, let's just say, we take on Rebecca's personality. We take on Rebecca's mentality, her emotions, and her trauma. It's different. And when it's in-house, when it's someone you love, it's different. You know, and that's one thing, like, losing the love of your life. Mm. The first thing that came to my mind when I like, because obviously, like, you know, I would never ask. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? What happened? What's mm-hmm. going on? You know, like, I just feel like that's just, it's it's a certain place that you have to be in in order for them to be able to tell you that. And not in the sense of like, hey, I'm checking up on you. 
when you're ready to tell me that. Because that might be too fresh for you. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, you always like when something happens, people come in and they're like, yo, like, what's going on? What's going on? Right. I'm not even ready to talk about it. I haven't even digested what's going on. Right. You see what I'm saying? But to lose the love of your life, the first thing that happens is the blame thing. And I asked that question because I remember experiencing that situation and witnessing my cousin blame himself for it. Oh, I should have did this. I saw the gun. I should have did this. Mm. I remember seeing my Marines and his roommate killing himself. And he said, and I remember having that conversation. Well, maybe I didn't talk to him enough. Mm-hmm. I should have been open more. Yeah. I should have talked to him more. You always told us to talk to him more. Right. We should talk to each other. Maybe I was selfish. Right. And I asked that question because I know it wasn't your fault. Mm-hmm. And I know that you have made that peace, but how? So this is the hardest part because I'm not telling people to stick it through mm-hmm. because it's heavy. But when, like, I loved her unconditionally, you mm-hmm. know, and I saw her through her pain and I saw her for more than her pain. And um, I just had the continuous will to stand by her side, regardless of how she treated me, her outbursts, regardless of things that were said. And um, I chose love above all, above everything that was ever done, said, seen, displayed I chose love and everyone's tolerance of that is different so I'm not gonna sit here and say you know stick it through stick it through stick it through stick it through but I am here to say stick it through so it's hard because only you know what you're how long you're capable of doing that for you know I love the fact that you brought up tolerance yeah because as we talk about empathy yeah. You know, you know, let's stop dancing around the fire mm-hmm. real quick. Yeah. What's the difference between sympathy and empathy? Um, you know, sympathy is 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 hearing somebody out. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I would say it as like selective selective feelings and selective hearing. Mm. And empathy is is the whole person. It's mm-hmm. the encompassing of it's the separating identities and becoming that. You know, yeah. you said it earlier better. You let me rephrase that. Yeah. yeah. This stuff's wild. Yeah, this no, stuff's wild. No, it's, it's, but we're having a conversation, you know? You said it. Sympathy is like hearing you. Right. And empathy is like feeling yeah. you. Yeah. You know, it's and feeling. I felt like that right there just... 100%. Yeah, that's that's just plain and simple. And you know what? To be honest with you, we were talking about this earlier, it's, it's a superpower. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't have that superpower. And this is my obligation. This is now my duty to... Show people that, let me rephrase that. We all have that superpower. Mm-hmm. It's, have you tapped into that? It's like a muscle. Right. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. something that, that is accessible. You can reach that. It's something that you can touch and, have and you been grow. Working on it? And f- yeah, you know what I mean? And um, so we all have the superpower. It's mm-hmm. just not many know of it. Not many use it. Not many um, are even willing to open that up. You know, I would definitely go on the record and say that my empathy levels were definitely lower. And it probably, you know, I'm going to just be 100% with you. Mm. It, it has a lot to do with me being in the military. Mm. That's because, a good point. And, and I say that because, you know, as leaders, imagine feeling it. All oh, 60 in the Marines right. pain. 
your mama got something going on. You just got into a breakup. Right. I wouldn't even be able to function one by child. You see what right. I'm saying? Because I'm dealing with all of this stuff. Mm. But one thing that I did learn is how to select a peer, like you mentioned. Somebody comes in with a problem, because we've heard the problems mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. Credit cards, girlfriends, divorces, late, this. So essentially, when they tell you the problem, you you hear you you hearing them, but you're not listening to them. Let me let me separate something real quick though, because I feel like I feel like I feel like it's its own level mm-hmm. when it comes to depression and suicide. Um, when when our Marines come to us with these issues, it's something. <laughs> it's some, when our Marines come to us with this issue, it's something that, for the most part. Let's just say generically speaking, or generally speaking, we've had some type of experience with. Most of us don't know about depression and suicide. Mm-hmm. And we heard about it, but we don't know about it. So when it comes to, I just wanted to separate mm-hmm. how much, ah, it's hard to say, right? Because why not have empathy for everything equally? But I just want to say that when it comes to depression and suicide, they need one more hour. Mm-hmm. They need one more counseling. They need one more heart to heart than conversation about cars, mm-hmm. conversation about debt. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, although those factors can be leading stressors to it, um, it's just a topic of discussion when it becomes that. It needs more. You know what? I feel like it's it's one of those things that until you experience it, 100%. You can't provide experience on it. 100%. And, but oh, that's ahead. what. That's what makes a leader a mm-hmm. leader is there's the experience level and then there's the resourcefulness. Mm-hmm. You must be resourceful mm-hmm. as a leader, especially as a corporal, as, as a sergeant and above. If you don't, if you lack that experience, then your makeup for it is your resourcefulness. Mm-hmm. Who can you direct them to? Mm-hmm. Who can they call? Do you have those numbers? Do you have those spaces? You know what I mean? So... You can lack experience and exposure to those topics and, you know, life events, but you need to be resourceful. And mm-hmm. that's the other part of this that I really want to emphasize is we may not have all been through it because before Rebecca, I didn't quite frankly, if I'm to be real honest with you, it wasn't something that I really gave my time and attention to. Cause being a Marine and being in my mentality, in my heart and my soul, oh, we pushing. Mm-hmm. There's no question. You know, and the problem with it is, is, is and let me rephrase, I'm not going to mm-hmm. say the problem with it. The problem that I have with it mm-hmm. is that because I've dealt with so much other stuff, it's hard to feel what you're going through 100%. because I can't feel that because I've overcame that. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. Your girlfriend cheated on not you. Not who that person was. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's one thing that we got to understand with empathy. Empathy is feeling that. 100%. Being able to tap in back into that. You see what I'm saying? Going back into Mm -hmm. that. And the problem is is that a lot of times to go back into that is to reopen up something. It's dangerous. It's like walking back into the room that you just so desperately tried to get out of. And you got to be able to feel that emotion again. You got to recognize that again. It's like eating a food and you're like, dang, God, let me get that taste out of my mouth. Mm. Or let me finally, like, let me, you finally digest it. You got to re-eat that again. You got to feel that again. So this is something that I can say too, um, which is this, we're we're bringing up so many good points because these are points that I really want to help people broaden their perspective on each perspective, literally. Mm -hmm. So broaden your perspective on each perspective. So 
we're here talking about going back to the past, right? We're going back mm-hmm. to our pain, going back to our dungeon, you know, our lockup, where we were. And that can be dark and it's, it's traumatizing for a lot of people, but it can also bring healing. Because what, what happens is we get out of those places, but did we really heal? Mm-hmm. Did we really close those doors up? Is this something that needs to be revisited or is it something that we're just trying to forget? You know, and I really wanted to bring that up and I'm glad you brought that up mm-hmm. right there. Because sometimes, like, because when we talk about empathy, we're talking about feeling. Right. You see what I'm saying? And once again, I probably healed with what I had. Right. I probably was able to repair with what I had. Mm. I probably didn't have the right parts for it then. Mm. But I was able to get it back running. Good. And to go back in that, I might not be ready. So when I would like, that's when I talk about tolerance, like, a lot of times you might be going through the darkest time and I might be able to be there for like the first couple of chapters. I might be able to be right. there for the couple of steps, but mm-hmm. the deeper we get, mm-hmm. I can't go. And I feel like that empathy has got to work on both ends. Like I really want to be with you. I really want to be there. But each level we go, yeah. it's like being in the ocean with the pressure. Yeah, I can't stay. Right. And I love you to death. I really do love you to mm-hmm. death, but I got to come up for air. Yeah. Because I'll drown with you. Right. 100%. And I feel like there's that's that level of tolerance and understanding right. that you got to have. It's got to be a two-way street. Right. And I say that for, I, I 100% agree. I, I, I agree. I agree for the person kind of taking on that weight for that, for the person kind of going through it. And then I take it on for the person who's, who has the weight, who's carrying that weight. Um, you know, there's a mutual respect. Mm-hmm. There's a mutual understanding. There's a mutual side to empathy. And um, being able to tell someone like me, go cleanse after mm. this because I've been there. I've been in the place where I was the one taking the weight. Mm-hmm. I was the one um, hearing it all, taking the pain, um, you know, things like that. And through self, through my experience and self-coaching, because I had to become my own coach. Mm-hmm. Ain't, ain't nobody want to be around that. And it's and it's and it's honest. You know, and that's, that's honest. and that's honest right there. And I love that honest stuff like that. Is that it's negative. You it's know, hard. you don't want to be around yeah, it. Yeah, you're trying to get out of your own shit. You're trying to grow. You're trying to push forward. You're trying to, you know, see light. Mm-hmm. So for you to be like, damn, bro, I love you. Like, but fuck. You know, and you I know, feel like a lot of people won't say that. Right. And we won't say and that. And that's the problem. Mm-hmm. This is the problem. Is we here talking about. We know what we can tolerate, we know what we can't. Sometimes we got to go through the motions to understand what we're willing to tolerate mm-hmm. and what we're willing to kind of push forward with. But why can't we have that conversation? That's because hard. I promise you, it's hard, but it's necessary. Imagine if I had that conversation with you. I would appreciate it. You know, I, we saying that now because of what we're at now. Nah, but imagine bro. when it was going on. I'm, I promise you. I'm When I tell you I was, I was as conscious as I am now, as I was in my grief the first time, the moment that I heard it happen, not everybody is going to be. I'm not saying. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You saying not that's, everybody that's... is going to be, and I can only speak from my perspective. But mm-hmm. this is this is why this is so powerful, is because maybe they don't know how to be. It's a certain level of understanding that you got to have with yourself. Exactly. During that, I can tell you right now. Exactly. Me, then a year ago, if you would have told me like, "Yo, look, man, I can't fuck with you no more because it's you just too damn negative." That's a little intense, though. Well, you see what I'm saying? But I yes. mean, like, that's how I would have yeah. said it. You, know, oh. I'm, a, I'm, I'm gonna speak to myself. How I, my self talk is the same talk that yeah. y'all hear. Yeah, I get, I get that. I you get feel that. me? So, like, but when we talking to other people, we need to know their love language. Oh, God, you, as, 
That's important. Dog, this is literally the third time <laughs> on, a, on a on a show that love language I look. love language is in every, every every aspect of our lives. Business, coach, like everything. Love, relationships. Everyone, I promise you, I will look up the love languages. You need to. Like what? you didn't hear you didn't hear relationship okay. th- problems three with Shinny Sleeves? I have not, no. I Listen will, to though. that. She questioned me about my love languages. Ooh. I was like, Yeah, ain't it the blue one? And she's like, No. Yeah, she was like this. Just tell me you don't know your love languages. And I'm like, I don't know my love language. Ooh. I will listen. Did she I will tell you though? She explained it to okay. me on the episode. And then I was like, I told her I was gonna get back to it. Yeah. Ah I, we did accountability <laughs> factor right here. Yeah. I'm terrible with yeah, it. Yeah, it's okay. But the thing is, is like, yes, you know, we we'll speak to it differently, bro. I can't. I, I look, I, sis. I love you to death, mm. but but this you negative, mm. you negative, and and right now, like like I'm trying not to be like. Every time you call me, it's something negative. Mm. Every time we, every time I see your Instagram, it it, it make me sad. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Yeah. I don't want to be sad, right? Like, that's deep. It's deep. And we afraid to say that to mm-hmm. each other because that, it hurt me saying it. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And that's just a subtle sentence. You see what right. I'm saying? That was a fake sentence. But sometimes we have to say that. Yeah. Because I don't want to be stuck in the car. Right. When the whole time I'm trying to get out of the car. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. The whole time I'm trying to get out, but I'm saying to myself, you ever been around somebody and they like, you know, they don't want to be there, but you like, yo, you want to go home? Right. You want to, you know, you want me to get off the phone? Yeah. You're going to stop and they like, no, 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 I'm good. But they body language saying right, otherwise. Right, 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 yeah. And I don't want to fake the journey with you, 100%. but. And I don't want you to. Sometimes it does. It's like, you don't smoke, right? No. I do. Mm-hmm. It's like being in a car with me and I'm smoking a cigarette. I got to get out. You see what I'm saying? But you know, it's my car. I'm driving us. Or I'll tell you, I'll be like, yo, for them, like, can you not smoke while we're in the car? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, if you don't like that, get out of the car. Right. And then that's a negative and, thing. And, you see what I'm saying? Right, yeah. So there's there's so many ways to this. And um what what I always try to try to emphasize is mm. I feel like when we have conversations of I don't even want to say, let's just say differences. Mm-hmm. Not confliction, not battle, not none of that, right? Just differences. We have two different views. Why are we so fixed on who's trying to be right? Mm-hmm. You know? Both points are 100% valid. Mm -hmm. My point of wanting to come to someone who is healed, who is light, who is powerful, who is, who I know can help for the moment is right. You know, it's, it's valid. It's appropriate. You know, and I I just want to pause you Mm -hmm. for, I just want to pause this for a second real quick. This doesn't just apply to suicide. This just, this applies to being in that dark place where you feel like you just can't overcome the obstacle in front of you. Yeah. This feels like this applies to that moment where you thought that you just couldn't take no more. And everybody that you vented to, you felt like you just, you was talking to them, but they ain't hearing. Mm. Like, I really just, because that, that I don't want to narrow what you're saying 100%. because it's just so golden. Yeah, it's going as deep to suicide, mm-hmm. but it's broad. It can go to anything when it, the minute it turns over to negative and not believing in yourself. You know, because... 100%. I really wanted just a moment of transparency because we've yeah, been we, we we've been transparent since the episode yeah. started. I had a friend, and I love that man to death. Good friend, good friend, and I'm a strong believer that God put people in your in your life on purpose for a purpose, right? And I know he Sometime had to, for just a amount of time. Certainly. You see what I'm saying? They, mm-hmm. pe- people do have expiration dates. One hundred percent. They do. They do. Mm-hmm. And I tell people right now, sometimes that person hurting you because they supposed to have been left, but you hold on to them, mm-hmm. which is crazy because you will pour out the expired milk. 
So why are you holding on to a person that has expired time with you? And I remember when, right, everybody know right before the podcast, oh, it was a dark time. It was dark. It was about, it was the weather in dang on Washington state, like gloomy. And I remember the only thing that I would call him about, and I remember him saying this, like, hey, man, you only call me when you got a problem. And I never realized mm. how, what he was trying to tell me. But every time I called him, it was about a problem, work-related, marriage-related, just being a man-related. Yeah. I would just dump so much negative dump. on him. Mm-hmm. You, you see what I'm saying? And he would just be there for me. He would just be there. He would just take it, take it, take it. And I because he didn't say anything. Right. I just would continue just to dump right. and dump. When I finally found my footing and finally started to heal, it felt like that we started to separate. And I remember having that kind of final conversation with him. And he told me, he was like, every time you talked to me, it was always about negative. But when you was up, I would never hear from you. Mm. When you was doing good, I would never hear from you. You would only come to me. You would only use me. When you were down mm. and I felt, I wish I would have understood what he was trying. Cause even when he told me, I didn't understand yeah. it. You see what I'm saying? It, it was almost like you got, probably, you probably got protective. I did. What do, you, what do you mean? I wouldn't. You know? You're my friend. Why right. were, were you supposed to hear my problems? Right. You supposed to hear them. Well, you want me to tell somebody else? I got upset. But I realized is that just like what we just said, he was trapped in the car while I'm smoking a cigarette and he inhaled all of that. But I wasn't smoking in the car with nobody else right. but him. And that hurt him. And I, that's why like, I really just wanted to harp on like the level of empathy. When you walk in with somebody in that dark place to get them out, be grateful for them as they walk with you. 100%. But also ask them like, yo, like, look, you can get off right now. In fact, you need to get off because I've been dumping a lot on you. You yes. need to go cleanse. Yes. You need to go cleanse. And that's that's the mutual respect. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the mutual empathy. Absolutely. And and this is again the consciousness of developing on both ends of the bargain, on both ends of the system is is are we are you know, are you if I expect you to care for me at a certain level and a certain degree, why can't I do the same for you? And and I know, you know, I'm in the dark place. I'm hurting. I'm I'm I trying love that. to heal. I love that you I'm, said I'm that. Confused. But it's, it's having a moment, literally, and it doesn't take long. It's just saying, have I considered this person's space? Have I, mm. have I, yeah, am I, am I being the right friend for this person? And you know what? A lot of my guilt since she passed has been me taking too much from people and not being able to give enough back because mm-hmm. I'm not 100%. Mm-hmm. And I'm the type to deliver more than 100%. That's Same. just be, without Same. you even asking. Absolutely. And that, think, that wears on you. Yeah. You know, it's it's heavy for me because I'm like, yo, I wouldn't allow somebody to be giving me less than 100%. Like, if you in my inner circle, oh, no, I'm sorry, but you working for this. Mm-hmm. Like, you, this is a friendship you working for. Absolutely. And a lot of people don't know how to handle that. And mm-hmm. I love that shit. You know why? Because it weeds out the weeds. I don't need weeds in my life. You know, I want to go on record because 100%. Rod almost cut me off. Oh, Rod like almost this. cut me off. And 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 since she talking about like you gotta work, you know, you gotta work for the energy, you gotta work for the friendship. Rod said something to me that had me like literally back in my bag and it made me think. I'm gonna just say so- something real quick. I love you, dude. I love you more. I love you, bro. I and love you more. and I love where this is about to go. And I think that this is this is right here. 
what a lot of people definitely need to hear. You know, and it came down to like the first interview. First time I found out I had duty, I told her, I was like, you know what? Look, look, we just gonna have to reschedule. The second time we got a chance to reschedule and then again, I flaked again. I ain't gonna give you the excuse of mm-hmm. it. Just just mm-hmm. understand that it had a lot to do with me just not being 100%. Yeah. And you I see what I'm get saying? that now. Had we had that conversation, it would have been a whole different perspective. Absolutely. But go ahead, continue. And, you know, like, like wow, this. like a couple of days ago, I brought it up and I was just like, Rob, right, man, you know, I don't want you to be like, you know, you, you fucking with me now still. And she was like, to be honest, I wasn't. I was not gonna be fucking with you. Because not only did you not have respect for my energy, you didn't even have respect for your own. Mm. And when she said that, she's like, you didn't even have respect for your own craft. You need to understand that this is something, this is a privilege for people to come on. 100%. And this is also a privilege. This is a privilege for me to be on. 100%. And I had never, nobody had never said that to me. Mm. You see what I'm saying? That you ain't, you, you don't even got respect for your own craft. And I, when, when you said that, when you said that, I really sat down. Right after we got off the call, I sat down and I thought about my transgressions with the podcast. Mm. I thought about my transgressions with my speaking. I thought about my transgressions with the gift that God gave me. 100%. And if I had really been executing it at the level that I was supposed to be executing it at. And a lot of times, like, you don't never have that person in your circle that tells you, you not using your gift to its fullest potential. And it Come ain't on. nobody else. It's you. Come on. And because you're not using your gift to your fullest potential, it reflects on other people and your interactions with other people. 100%. And I was thinking about it. I was like, I done canceled last minute interviews. I done showed up late. I done, I done overslept for an episode before. Mm. And I was just like, I, I, had to, I had to send you a message again and just tell you like I had been thinking about exactly what you said. That was for two hours. Two mm. hours I've been on the couch. Just, just reflecting. Dang. Mm. And it's crazy because I had brought it up. It, was, had just, it had just been something on my mind a while back. Like mm. I felt like I was just not focused. Yeah. And when you said that it hit a nerve and I just, I had to thank you. Mm. Because one, you brought to light something that I had already been thinking that, that it, it was foreshadowing. So it was confirmation. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And you stopped a disaster because a lot of people always like, and, and I say this right here. People always say, oh, it's an overnight success. It's an overnight success. There's no such thing as right. an overnight success. Right. That sapling grew into a tree. Right. You just started to notice it overnight. Mm. But the same way that there's not an overnight success, there's no such thing as an overnight disaster. Mm. Troy didn't fall overnight. There was things that led to Troy's fall. Love this. And the fact that you caught the disaster before it happened because there was little things. It's the little the shit. Little things, bro. The same way that we caused the coronavirus. Let me rephrase. Not we didn't cause yeah. coronavirus, but the coronavirus was able to spread. Right. It's the same, same way that you caused a disaster. You're showing up late. you bailing on people. You're not applying the pressure that you're supposed to be applying. You're not respecting yourself. And because you don't respect yourself, you're not even respecting the people that are coming on your show. Mm-hmm. You, you ain't even going to go as far as you think you, that you're going to go. Yeah. Let me rephrase that. You're not going to go as far as you meant to go. Right. And the fact that you had so much admiration and so much respect for my sh- for mine. Yeah. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, I had, to, I had to smoke a cigarette. I had to take a step back and I had to call you. You know, I had to send you a message yeah. and just let you know. Because, Rod, I really thank you for that. Yeah. Absolutely. I thank you for that tra- type of transparency. Of course, bro. And, and you know, it was something that... um. It's something that you know you think about to yourself, and you're like, "Damn, should I say this? Should I say it this way? I don't want to. I don't want to 
and you know my intent when I when I I don't even want to call it constructive criticism when I care about somebody mm-hmm. like and when I believe in somebody I'm very passionate mm-hmm. I'm very fucking passionate and my passion can come off as aggression can come off as as really intense you know and I never wanted to come off as um as me putting myself above anybody mm-hmm. me not me thinking I got it all together, mm-hmm. you know, me. Um, and that's one thing that you definitely had stated. Like, you was like, I see myself on Forbes. I see myself on this. I may not be there yet, yeah. but this you is where I'm going. Like You're going to treat me as yes, such. Yes. You see what I'm saying? Like, we was just talking about it. Right. Like, these people can't talk to me face to face. They can talk to my secretary. Right. It was like, right. I may not be there yet. But y'all not about to treat me as if I'm in the now. Right, right. You see what I'm saying? You know, people see us in the closet. (laughs) You know, they see us in the closet and and, and they don't don't see us where we could be. You know, and and it's crazy because I never see the person. And that's, 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 you know, tying in Rebecca into this too. Like, I never saw her as she was. Mm -hmm. I I was present with who she was. I'm present with you. I'm in the Mm -hmm. closet with you. Mm -hmm. But I see where you can go. Mm -hmm. And I see where this will go. And I know for a fact that I would not be a friend. Not even that. I wouldn't be a believer if I didn't address it. Now that was on to you. I was after that, that's up to you to take action, to reflect, to to reconcile and be like, all right, some change need to be. That's up to you. That's not my job. Absolutely. But me, I know that my part in anyone's life is to be transparent and open and to address things. It's not to say that I'm perfect. But it's to address things. And sometimes, actually, most times, it's going to make you uncomfortable. And you know what? That's okay. You know, and I appreciated it so much. Because, and I and I, I just really want y'all to understand that the, this ain't no conversation that you got you can have with a sensitive person. That's a fact. You see what I'm saying? This, Mind you, hold on. I am sensitive, though. For real? Yeah, I'm that. I'm that. I mean, like, I'm, to be honest, I'm actually I'm very passionate. sensitive. I'm passionate. I'm, I don't know. I'm very passionate. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm We're very emotional. We're because we feel. We, you we, see what I'm saying? We, we care about every single thing. But this is the thing, though, is that yeah. I'm not sensitive in my environment. I'm right. just sensitive to my environment. Right, right, right. Yes, I'm very vulnerable to that. Like, you see what I'm saying? I feel like I adapt to my environment a lot. But yeah, go ahead, continue. And you I You can't feel have this it. conversation with a sensitive oh, person. Oh, no. If you got, like, if your skin ain't thick, if right. you're not open to criticism, you about to lose a friendship. Let's, you, you let's about rephrase to... that, though, right? Let's mm. let's rephrase sensitivity. Because now, now we weaken in sensitivity. Because oh, okay. sensitivity okay. is a power. A lot of people don't have. I like that. You know? And, like emotional and, sensitivity. Yes. This mm-hmm. is emotional intelligence that we're talking about here. Absolutely. And having sensitivity is, is really rare. But let's talk about maturity. It's Awareness. a maturity aspect. It's not a sensitivity aspect. It's are you mature enough to take what's about to be said? That's it. That's it. It's not sensitivity. Absolutely. You know? And, Absolutely. And, and, and the, these are, I feel like language is so distorted within our generation and so neglected that if we just put perspective on it, it's a, we're saying the same things without, you know, with a different. With Absolutely, a different you know, delivery. off topic. Speaking of language, I'm not a, I'm a texter, but I'm not a texter. Mm. You can't text me some important shit. Mm. I don't think you should. Period. Absolutely, and, I'll call and, you. Uh, you know, we're about to get some. Oh, please do. <laughs> like I'll call you, and I'm talking about. I you hope y'all can saying. hear that. I hope y'all can hear that. Yeah. I hope y'all can hear that. The the drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But. I'm one of them type of people that if you say something to me, because you know it's only 60% going through the text message. 60% is said verbally. Right. 40% is said through a message. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or non-verbally. Right. So if you send to me 40% and you say, like, we got to talk mm-hmm. or I need to talk to you, 
you might as well have your phone on, on ring because right. I'm about to call you. Right, as you should. You see what I'm saying? And as if you, you don't... And that's the thing about a lot of people. You know, we, 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 we have... These are uncomfortable conversations mm-hmm. to have. And I was... T- actually, the one, of the, one of the first things I told you, I said, I thought about texting you. Mm-hmm. I thought you about did. it. And I said, this is not a conversation to have over text. Even though it's something that is uncomfortable for me to have. Mm-hmm. And it'll be hard to deliver. And I always say, however they take it is on them. You know, I remember going back, looking at the messages, and it said it too. You was like, look, hey, can I call you? Or like, call me. Call me when, when you get the chance. Yeah, yeah, that's it right yeah. there. Call me when you get the chance. And I was just like, yo. Yeah, got to. And we went, yeah. I knew, I, I could you feel, felt that I felt that energy 100%. as soon as you said, because when I said it and you said, call me, you get a chance. I'm just like, yo. Like, you're not about to act like nothing just happened. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's I already how you know act that, Like, I got to explain this is, something. You know, I appreciate, I'm okay with people. Like, I don't expect you to be perfect, bro. Mm-hmm. I don't expect anybody in my life to be perfect. I feel like a lot of people think that of me mm-hmm. because I'm a perfectionist and I just hold myself to that standard. And it's not to say like any, anybody can achieve perfection. It's just. If you if you shoot for the stars, bro, you landing on the moon. Like, Absolutely. You know, if you shoot for perfection, you at least gain excellence. Absolutely. And that's my goal. You mm-hmm. know, like I'm I'm shooting for perfection to get excellence, have excellent people around my life, exceptional people around my life. You know, so me thinking and and again, honestly, a lot of what I do with a lot of people that I love and care about is really just for me. Mm-hmm. It's really just, am I about to allow this shit to happen to me? Nah. Mm-hmm. If I want this in my life. But I'm letting this person do this to me. At that point, it, it doesn't even become about you. It becomes about me. I love that. You know? I love that right What there. am I willing to allow and what am I not? Dude, it really took a certain level of awareness with myself. 100%. Yeah. To be able to say, like, to start setting those boundaries. And to and, and the thing is, a lot of times we don't want to set boundaries with yeah. people that we know because we might lose a friendship. Good. You and see what make, I'm saying? Yo, I and, like the and, fact that you said good. You know what? And, and it wasn't until Rebecca... It wasn't until I lost Rebecca. Obviously, I lost at that point everything that I, I was just like, yeah, I, I lost everything. I don't give a fuck if you go. I don't care if you go. I don't care if you go. Bye. Mm-hmm. I lost everything, you know? And there was good and bad to that because I said it very, like, just mm-hmm. go. But there was truth to that because it's like, why keep people in your life that are half ass, that are part time, that don't really care about what you're doing or what you know what you got going on why don't you why don't we make room for people that are willing to i'm talking about earn your shit i'm mm-hmm. talking about earn your respect earn your love earn your energy that's the type of shit we need to start delivering mm-hmm. and, and having a standard to and i pro bro when i tell you there was there was this there was this drop and then there was this rise when i lost rebecca that I've lost a lot of fucking people. When I tell you I lost, I lost the people that, and I'm going to say this shit openly, that I thought so deeply and so, like, highly of, in low-key, it's almost like I lost a part of my identity. Mm-hmm. And that's deep because the people I have around me is the people that I see myself a little bit in. You know, I see myself in you, I see myself in you, I see myself, that's that's who you should, you know? Mm-hmm. So for me, it was just like a, whoa, I messed this up. Like, I'm having the wrong people around me. So that left, all of that space emptied out. But then I started having people, which was catching me off guard. What you think? No. Go ahead, go ahead. We can take I don't know where we left off at. Um, I definitely know we were talking about... Like what happened between you and I, mm-hmm. and kind of just setting a standard, 
and having yeah just having people who speak life into your craft and what you do and, and just your life period you know? absolutely um like for example actually this is a good a really good example i had you know someone really close to me who i look up to and uh you know i have a really inconsistent relationship with the gym which i i know a lot of us can relate to and um yeah, back to back to what i was saying yeah there was this um you know someone who I valued and I really looked up to and um, pretty much I was spending all my time and energy with. Uh-huh. And like I said, I have a very inconsistent relationship with the gym, which I know a lot of us can relate to. And there was just this moment where he was like, damn, bro, how many day ones you gonna have at the gym? And I looked at that and I was just like, the 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 present that how I initially responded was a laugh with it. Mm-hmm. I was just like, yeah, man, I don't know, bro. Like, And I sat with it. When I was doing my set and I was like, he's speaking death on my situation. Mm-hmm. He's over here talking about how many times I failed mm-hmm. rather than talking about, yo, you still have, you have so many day ones and you still going. I'm proud of you. Mm-hmm. That should have been the response. You know, we should be idolizing people for continuing on. Keep trying, pushing forward. Doesn't matter how many times you fell on your face. And, and I'm talking as a simple situation with the gym. Absolutely. You know, imagine what it would have been if I had four businesses already by now and I failed each one of those. How many, how many businesses are you gonna have, bro? And you hear that though. You know what I mean? You hear that, yes. You do. And hear and that. that's how serious I take my stuff. Mm-hmm. Like if you're willing to talk about that with, with the littlest things, what it, what it, what are you gonna say when I'm when I'm big, when mm-hmm. I'm great? What what is that conversation gonna be like? What are those jokes gonna be like? Cause mm-hmm. that's the thing about life, right? People put a smile on or people put a uh they put a uh a joking laughter in it, you know, like a laughter in it. I know. And it makes it okay. It makes it like, it's cool. Like, it's okay to say that because I'm just joking, bro. Nah, 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 nah. I'm sorry. You know, I, what's so crazy about that is I, I I talked about that before. Yeah. Because I was like, you got to be careful. Don't be careful. You know, don't be aware of the person that just says it in a blunt manner. Appreciate their honesty. Yeah. Tre- check the ones that say it in a joking manner. Right. You know the ones. Those are those are two. You don't know how to go about it. Mm-hmm. Those those are the ones. That, they mean it. Yeah. They mean There's it. There's truth behind it, man. There's, that's how they see you. That's exactly how they see you. But they joking. They trying to laugh it off and stuff like that because they don't want to cause a problem. Right. But it's a problem already. There is. Fast a uh, little bit back in time, I had this issue with another sergeant, and he he came in. I would say probably like a couple of years before I did. Probably like two. Honestly. And I've been in since 2009. Yeah. yeah. And that's a minute. It's been a minute. You feel me? And one thing I am, though, is I'm very humble. I am very humble when I I speak to other people Mm. and stuff in nature. I'm actually too humble sometimes. Mm, I like that. That's how I feel. You see what I'm saying? I'm too humble. Like I get walked over. That's it right there. And because I'm too humble, the line that I draw, it gets crossed a lot. And I have to man, I have to man the gate. You see what I'm saying? So we had a field meet and, you know, we all laughing and stuff like that. And he come up to me he's like, yeah, boot. And I'm just like this, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't play with me like right. that. Don't play. He tried to laugh it off. And I pulled him off to the side. I said, yo, like, don't ever disrespect me like that exactly. again. And that's okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Fast forward. We're in a meeting. We're in a mm-hmm. sergeant's meeting and they're talking about fit reps. And he walks in there, you know, I'm sitting down and they're like, who wants to stay back to go over to fit rep? I raised my hand. He said it again in a joking manner. He's like, you're not going to get promoted. This time I looked him dead in the face and I was like, yo, I'll smack the shit out of you in here. Yeah. 
Like, like the per, the dude behind him, like his mouth dropping. He did one of these, like. Mm-hmm. But I was dead. I was dead right. serious, because yeah, you say stuff in a joking manner. You might be ha 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 he he he, but you really mean that, right? But hold on, is this someone you hung out with all the time? No, I never hung so, out with him. So now imagine somebody that you hang out with all that you mm. respect and you look up to. This is someone who has an influence on your decisions. This mm-hmm. is a, someone who has an influence on your life. And they joking like this. Mm-hmm. That was different for me. And a I'm lot of like, times we allow it to continue. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. And that to me was big. Because I'm like, I had, to, I had to recollect. I'm like, mind you, I'm in my grief now. So for me to be in my grief and still have this level of consciousness to be aware of not only you in my life, but me in your life and what this is. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Like you asking me to do a lot. Like now mm-hmm. I'm now I'm the leader of this relationship as well. Like, come on, bro. What are you really doing for me? Mm-hmm. You know, because at that point, it's like I need I need the people around me to really pour into me and, and give me a lot because I'm running out. Absolutely. I ran out. And I, I and this these are the moments where I idolize myself because I have these moments like where I'm like, I'm still I'm still crystal. Mm-hmm. I'm still here. Mm-hmm. I'm still me and I can I can think for myself and I can demand for myself and I'm proud of that because you know why? The fact that I might and this is and I say this I really don't say this loosely and I don't say this to disrespect anybody but the fact that I'm grieving I'm at my worst and I'm still thinking better than you is a problem to me mm-hmm. for the people that I want in my life. Now speaking of grieving mm-hmm. and, and just moving forward yes. with life love after what has that been like? See how I'm smiling. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it just instantly brought a smile to my face. I'm so happy we recorded this episode. Yes. I'm so happy yeah. we did. Me too. Um, this is hard. It's hard for me because... Um, notice how I started shaking too. This, I mm-hmm. try to realize my no, body no, language no, no. when we, I do these things. No, be, um, be, this is a safe space. Yeah, it is. It is a safe... And I appreciate that, bro. I appreciate Always. that a lot. Love after... Um, Again, did you think that you could though? I demanded it. Mm. I demanded it in my life. When I tell you, it was something that whether it had been Rebecca and I would tell her, whether it's with you or it's with anybody else, I will find the love of my life. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say that she wasn't the love of my life, she was at that moment in time. You know, and it's not to take away who she was, it's not to take away how our memories were and how, you know, everything that it's we were. It's acknowledging the space. It's acknowledging what is ready and what is done. Mm-hmm. And that is hard. And I feel like, again, obligation. You know, a lot of people don't have conviction over their life to 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 be the leader of things or speak on things. And I feel like I do. I feel like I have with my situation and just how my outlook on life and my voice, I feel like we need to be okay with moving forward. We need to be okay with finding love, being open to love, being receptive to love. And I'm talking about my situation is to the extreme. Mm-hmm. I lost. Like, she's not on earth anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a difference. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But grief is still a heartbreak. Mm-hmm. Like, you're still grieving. Failure is Failure a heartbreak. Failure is a heartbreak. You know, like, you're still grieving. Like, when you lose, when you're at any type of loss in life, whether it's second place, loss of a, uh, of a, of a human being on earth, you know? You're still losing, like you're still grieving. Mm-hmm. And I don't ever want to take away just because I have the extreme of it. 
to downplay someone else who's feeling the same emotions, just at a different space. Mm-hmm. I never want that to be a thing. You know, I never want to say, well, I'm going through a worse. What about me? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. What about us? You know what I mean? You're still feeling something. Let's talk about it. Let me talk about mine. You talk about yours and let's create this space. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to love, it was something that it's some, it's my greatest desire. Mm-hmm. Like, when people talk about what is what 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 do you think success is and what like it's having my family and being financially free, but notice how I said my family first, mm-hmm. and having a family to me is literally the most important thing because of my sexuality, because of my being a lesbian and how having kids and all that is is honestly very hard, very hard you for y'all. It's easy. You want to have kids? Oh, one hundred percent. Am I caring? No. However, if my wife cannot bear, I will carry. But my ass is going to stay inside the house the whole time. It's going to be a blast. I'm not coming outside. It's going to be a blast. I'm not coming outside the house. Like, you know what I mean? But going back to finding love after, um, I fought it. It came so naturally. It was stupid to me. Really? It was stupid. I was like, this is, this is stupid. You're, you're, you're kidding me, right? Like you're kidding me. You're going to show up this way. Mm -hmm. Like this is no, no, no. It happened exactly how me and Rebecca met. Really? Exactly how me and Rebecca met. Long distance, mm-hmm. marine, mm-hmm. social media. Mm-hmm. And I said, what are the freaking odds mm. that one back-to-back is going to happen exactly the way it was? What are the odds? What are the odds that it's going to happen the day before her birthday? Mm. Rebecca's birthday. What are the odds? You know, what? Are, what like, what is the alignment of all this? And my spirit kept fighting because I'm like, no, I need, I need, no, Rebecca, Rebecca, Rebecca. You know, all it's all got to be Rebecca. And I had two people in my life that were like, don't don't push a good thing away. Mm-hmm. How does she make you feel? Does she make you happy? Does she listen to you? Does she understand you? Is she grieving with you? That's mm-hmm. important, right? Because we can understand grief, but are you grieving with Like, she is grieving with me. She is grieving someone she has never met with me. She is honoring her position in my life with me. We do not forget Rebecca. We do not ignore her impact on my life. It's something that we treasure. In fact, she actually asked me, she's like, how can we honor her more? Mm. Like, it's shit that is, is, has, I'm here like, whoa. Going back to having people in your life taking too much space that don't deserve it. And people who life in your life that want that are showing you they want to be in your life, she was one of them. No. When I lost all those people, this one person made up all the space for all of that. Mm-hmm. That's how impactful she is. Now my question is, is now with the grief, with everything that's happening, moving into the relationship. Because yes, 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 you want to heal, you want to acknowledge, you don't want to forget, you want to, you know, you want to still move forward. But how are you now moving in the relationship? Yeah, you that's know. that's deep because naturally we can start comparing. We mm-hmm. can start, um, you know, you don't want to feel like, oh, I can't love you because I don't want to stop loving this person. I don't want to forget this person. That's good. That's you exactly know? how I felt. That's exactly. I was just like, I will push her away because I'm like, nah, like I can't, I can't, you know, like it's Rebecca. I want you to know it's Rebecca's first, you know, mm-hmm. and um. It it was just an it's a it's an accept and it's it's a constant acceptance acceptance factor where mm-hmm. accepting that my reality is what it is. I lost what I did. I found what I have. 
and choosing. Again, love is an action verb and choosing to love self, but also choosing to love another while choosing to love Rebecca. And that's hard because you're loving three different things Mm -hmm. and you're trying to find a balance between all three. And, but with me, I know that again, going back to, am I delivering, am I giving her what she deserves? Am I giving my friends a hundred percent? Are they, even though I'm at my lowest, am I still, can I still do something for them? That's how I think, you know? And for her, I'm like, the least that I can do is make sure that I'm thinking about how she feels. I'm thinking about her position. I'm thinking about, and I'm considering what she may be feeling that you know, can hurt her naturally, organically, Absolutely. because of my grief. Me thinking about a whole nother woman. Mm-hmm. Me me reflecting on on just everything that we were. And that touch, takes a lot right sex, there. To you know, acknowledge. everything. And I and I, but the biggest thing about it was the number one thing was transparency. We need to be transparent and you need to accept it. There's nothing else that I can do for you. You know, besides as long as I'm doing my part and being open and vulnerable. And making sure that I'm communicating what's hurting me right now. She allows me to cry. We grieve her at the same time. Um, But I also know that the balance to that is making sure that I'm present with her. And giving her a love that she deserves. And giving her the attention that she deserves. So, and a part of that is finding my wife. Mm-hmm. And that's that's my next step, you know, is my wife. And I told her that before. Like, And it's, it's crazy, the timeline is what really blows me off is how this happened and how soon. But as long as I'm present, I'm aware of myself and my process and my grief. And no, I'm very confused with my grief right now. Really, really confused because I feel very distant from Rebecca. But my question is, is my distance because I'm separating from our relationship together? Or is my distance because I really just don't feel her spiritually? And my thing is, I feel like I'm separating her from her, from a relationship standpoint. I definitely feel like there should be a healthy distance from it. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Because how are you supposed to move forward? Right. If there is no distance. Right. Because the situation cannot, this cannot move forward. Mm. This has a place in time. Right. However, you are not stagnant. Right, exactly. You have to move forward. Mm-hmm. And by moving forward, it creates distance. And now I think that is the healthy thing. Like, you can move, and that's one thing that a lot of people need to understand is Being that, okay like, with you see what I'm saying? Is permission. that you can move forward. Give yourself permission to be happy. And this is what I want it to be. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Give yourself permission to move forward. Because how are you supposed to be happy if you don't move forward? It's not forgetting. Right. Even though it feels like it, though, let me let me not let me not act like I'm, you know, what I'm saying I'm lying. But you deserve to be happy. Though. Yes, and there's that balance, right? Absolutely. It's, it's feeling like you don't want to forget, but me being stuck in those emotions is when I feel like I feel like I'm I'm honoring her and I'm treasuring her and I'm respecting her and I'm remembering her. But then when I move on and when I'm present, I feel like I like feel I'm, like if you stay, it'll dull the healing process. Yeah. It will. You you see what I'm saying? And, and it's yeah. And it goes back to me trying to making sure that I'm communicating this from a, such a general standpoint of just loss in general, not of not of of the human life, but someone in your life that you may have lost. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. Let me see, let's see if my battery is low. No, no, no. Yeah, I think it's at like ten percent. But 
Um, I feel like a lot of people are, are receiving a lot of information, a lot of value from this. I hope this is bringing you guys some some love and peace of mind. But um, yeah, it's just it's just giving yourself the permission. Mm-hmm. That's the, and that's just why I want to be public. I don't need to be public. I don't need to tell nobody about my love no, life. Absolutely I don't not. need to tell nobody about my grief. I don't need to tell nobody what I'm thinking, how I'm feeling, what I'm going through. Nothing. I choose to because there's too many people that aren't. Mm-hmm. There's too many people that are putting up this makeup and this mask and this I'm looking good, I'm feeling good, I'm doing great. This and third, money just came, credit is high. This and third, no, 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 no. I talk about when my credit goes low. I talk about when I lose somebody. I talk about my grief. I talk about my bad times. I talk about everything. Mm-hmm. I talk about everything. And to that, that's a huge responsibility for somebody to stay now because I have established a baseline of vulnerability. I feel like they are expecting a, a, a consistency with it. And I'm okay with that because it keeps me checking myself. You know, mm-hmm. are you being real? Are you, is this really you? And yeah, it just, it, my biggest thing with being public, it's not about having people in my business. It's about giving people permission to feel. Absolutely. And whatever feeling that is, whether it's bad or good, great, um, self-serving, or even self-sabotaging. It's just being aware of it and being able to come clean and accept it and recognizing where you are in your life with what you feel and saying, who am I doing this for? Absolutely. Because if I was doing it for other people, it'd be a different response. I would have said no to this girl mm-hmm. if I was doing it for other people. Because other people would have been like, you need to wait at least a year. Mm-hmm. You need to hold on a little bit. And I feel like there's no time limit. There is no time limit. And it's just, it's had it never happened the way that it did, mm-hmm. I would have said no. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it happened the way that it did, following, I almost feel like it's an extension of Rebecca. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like it's Rebecca's permission, almost, on my love and my heart to be like, be open and love again, you know? So love I want to end it right beautiful. there. Yeah. yeah. I want to end the episode right there yeah. because that, that, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's so beautiful. I don't even want to like do it anymore yeah. at that moment right there. <laughs> like, like, cause anything that we talk about, like, like I don't want it mm. to like just subside from there. Yeah. So, so, so just like that, just like that, another extraordinary thought left this ordinary mind. I hope you enjoyed this episode half as much as I enjoyed making it. Chris, do you have anything? What is one thing that you would want to leave value with? Mm, it's, it's too much when that with that question, but man, I'm always gonna resolve everything around mental illness. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. even with my craft and everything now, but um, we we the the safe spaces, man. Like just this alone is a safe space for me to feel, to understand, to reflect. Let's create that and let's be vulnerable. Let's be honest. Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Let this be an example of giving yourself permission to feel. Let's talk about what is going on in our minds with balance, right? Mm-hmm. And um, just understanding and applying the differences of our superpowers, right? I was talking about earlier having the superpower of empathy. We all have it. Mm-hmm. We all have the superpower. Not a lot of us are tapping into it. And it's because we think that selective hearing and selective feeling is okay, is enough. You know, but again, understanding the balance within yourself. What, how much are you willing to tolerate? But how much are you also willing to give? Like, can Absolutely. you give for life right now? Yeah. My biggest thing was, this is human life that I'm talking about. If I can just give a little bit of my peace, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. If it's to save somebody's life. 
So, you know, again, that's the extreme of things, but just in general, like whatever you're going through in life and whatever you are receiving from life with the people around you, um, just create the safe space and cleanse, reflect and cleanse, but listen and be there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just like that, where, where, where can everybody find you at? Tactical Barber Official, um, at Tactical Barber Official. And yeah, we got some new things coming your way. Um, some really good content, some really good value. And um, yeah, just, just looking forward to what what this process looks like and what the support looks like and what the grief is going to grow into. Um, even though it's, it's undone, um, I expect it to be beautifully undone. And that's my goal. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, yo, pay attention to the show notes as well, okay? Right. Like, 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 right. so much information is always in the show notes, okay? Once again, you can follow me on Instagram at Meech Speaks. Once again, that's Meech Speaks. Meech is spelled M-E-E-C-H. Stay hungry. Stay motivated. I'm out. Let me let me just say something real quick, though. What's up? Because I want to I wanna be different from everyone else that you had, and I want to set the tone for where this podcast is going to go. Well, go ahead. I want everybody to understand who you are and your gift. And I need you to stay grounded and I need you to make sure that you are aware of how powerful you are as a human being. And even though you aren't where you want to be and you aren't where you're going to be, you need people like, and I'm not going to say like myself, but you need people who speak light into this and put into your life. You know what I mean? It's not enough to just, just to share. It's just not enough when you have certain categories of friendships in your life, those specific friendships that are the most powerful and the most centered to you, they need to do more for you. And I want you to develop that standard. I want you to increase that standard, right? Because it could be enough right now, but you're going to grow and then you're going to demand more. You're going to need more from those people. So I just want to say that um, where you're going with this, bro, I see it. I believe in it. And I'm here for it 100%. And I will do everything in my power that I can to Spread it um, and just make sure that not just Marines, because even though we are Marines mm -hmm. and that's really like the target audience right now, it's just people who are in pain. Mm -hmm. This audience, this, this audience is really for people who are in pain. And I feel like I don't even feel like you would understand that mm -hmm. because you come from a level of pain and that's mm -hmm. all you come from. That's all you talk about. And we all connect to that. So it's not just a Marine Corps base type of audience. This is an audience that needs to reach the world. There's a difference there. And I just want you to make sure that you're aware of that. And um, I'm excited to see where this goes, bro. I'm really, I really am. Hey, Ryan, you ain't gonna be able to come back on the show after this. <laughs> All right? Like, like, you ain't gonna be able to come back on the show. Like, you can't, you can't give a good episode like this yeah. and then it oh, be a gonna, sequel.